This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is Monday. Yuck. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. Brett. Injured Brett. <laughs> Big Dick Toledo as Brett's got his wounds, his... His I'm Joe Biden weekend decided to crash his bike there. Not even crash his bike, just ram it into something and chop his leg up. After watching the instructional video. After Joe showed him how to get on and off a bicycle. Whose idea is it? If you haven't seen the video yet, uh, President Biden. (laughs) I don't know what that was. He just tried to get off the bike and the bike tackled him. The clips. uh, It clips. He didn't even have clips. I looked. I'm like, did he not? Was he clipped? I'm I like, looked to no, see if he was clipped. Yeah, uh, he had the little, the little cage. It wasn't or, the clips. Oh, it was yeah, the, yeah, the toe cage. cage. I thought he was clipped in. I thought he was too at first. I'm like, that fool's not yeah. even clipped in. What the <laughs> he hell? Just, <laughs> he just got attacked by a bicycle that wasn't moving. And uh, look, when presidents fall down, it's always hilarious. Always. <laughs> he seems to do it more than others. Well, and we're going to start seeing more and more yeah. as time goes on that he's just going to fall. Pretty. I'm just waiting for him on that walk from the helicopter to the White House or wherever it is. Uh, that walk of his is not stable, and they always make him do it alone. And I think they're like, Joe, get on the bike. Let people know you're you're spry and, and active. I don't want you. I want to ride a bike. And bikes are bad. No, no, get on that goddamn bike. Then people think you're young. And, and then he falls off the bike. All right, who, whose idea was it to put Joe on a bike? Let's keep, let's keep the fragile 80-year-old fragile. I don't think anybody in the United States, even if you're on his team, is like, see how uh, active he is? We don't want him active. We don't no. want our president to tip over and clunk his head. You know... Uh, you have a friend. I have a. Fr- I have two friends uh, who had severe injuries from falling off of a bike that they were just still on. Yeah. One dude broke his clavicle, his neck, and his ribs uh, trying to just put his foot down on the ground and didn't realize that he was next to like a drop down. Oh. And fell directly onto his shoulder and blew up his whole side. 
Another friend of mine, uh, well, your buddy that blew up his whole body wasn't going to the Jeff guy yeah. on a bike. And then I have another friend who crashed in his driveway and had head trauma for a year. Had to like re- could like have to speak again. So having your president, you know, show off at eighty, terrible idea. Just let you know, I'm impressed when he gets off the helicopter and it doesn't knock him over. That's enough for me. He's eighty. He's standing up. He's winning. But- I was impressed after he dropped. Dr. Jill was popping a wheelie and doing the oh. circle <laughs> one wheel around him. The bike ride was Dr. Jill's idea. Yeah. You could tell, Dr. Jill. I ride the bike. It's a good idea. You tell any 80-year-old man, hey, you want to ride a bike? I ride a bike. I can fight a man. I can do it. I can wrestle a bear. They don't have, you have to keep your eyes on them because their brains are still 50 years ago, but their bodies won't do it. But there's Brett. So watch this. I'm Joe Biden, and you have uh, scars all over yeah, your legs. better than mine, though. His fall was probably better. Yours yeah. is just scrapes. Yeah. If, you know, if Trump would have fallen down, the comedy that came from it would have been a lot better because everybody's... Just the hair oh, and flying all over the place. The size of the man. He was a big, fat man. Uh, the comedy would have been better. Joe falling down is in, you know, I don't care what side of the aisle you're standing on, the doddering old man tumbling off a bike. You're like, who put him on a Ooh. bike? You feel that. Like, if your dad was riding a bike, your first question, oh, Brady, uh, dad fell off a bike. You're like, whose idea was it to get him on a bike? Who's doing that? I got that call basically four years ago he decided to go out and uh, play tennis at 85 <laughs> your first question goes back for a, a lob and uh there goes the hip and yeah downhill my, my uh my ex-wife's grandfather was old like dirt mummy methuselah old and you could see his name's jack hey good buddy hey good on you good on you and you'd wander over to him and he'd go to his car they're going to run over the store and anything? Like you're going to hop in the uh, You want me to drive? I'm not driving anywhere. You go into the back of his car and unfold this bicycle. It was like it was the size oh, of a bicycle. Yeah. Oh, I've seen those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfold this thing. <laughs> and you'd see this 80,000-year-old man hopping with a little basket because the old people go to the store every day for like one item just to stay. And he'd ride his bike, and he got into this biking team that would ride. He lived in Ventura, California, and they would ride all the way up to Santa Barbara and back. Man, like once a th- like every Thursday they'd do this, and it's on the PCH. They had this because they'd finish by Wednesday and have oh a day rest God, and start it back up on a Thursday. Week. You'd think so. I'm like, where are you in the Peloton there, Jack? Where, where? Hey, get out of here! Is that that? I get out there with them, and I'm looking, and the the bike team is a bunch of dudes in their forties. And this old geezer is 80 on a fold-up bike, rolling down the PCH with a death wish, and he could do it until he couldn't. The day he fell off the bike, and everybody's like, oh, Jack fell off his bike on the highway. <laughs> everybody's like, why is he on the bike? Oh, he loves riding. Yeah, but somebody has to step in eventually and take the old man off the bike. One fall for an 80-year-old is a bad idea. But you know Biden just laid in bed. Oh, mother f- Oh, Hunter comes in all coked up on Father's Day. What happened, man? All right. Try this. It'll take the pain away. You are not going to feel the thing. Get Hunter out of here. I can't feel my legs. Yeah, we got to keep the old man off the bike. I lost another laptop, Yeah, Pops. Call me sexist, but I'd rather have Joe than the alternative. How long How long until we have the president, uh, presidential rascal going from uh, Marine One over to the White House? The next bike ride will be on a three-wheeler. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, he's going to have that. Oh, but if he crashed a scooter, oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for now is tumbles because we're, 
he doesn't look steady at all. I don't think Joe looks steady, no. m- at least his mobility. They get, why, I mean, Kennedy had a terrible back. They always had him sitting down. Roosevelt, Roosevelt he always had him sit sitting in the car. The nation didn't even know Roosevelt was in a wheelchair. That's how good they were about popping him up and propping him and doing he things. He stood the uh, one time for the inauguration. He could do it. And it was grueling. Excruciating pain, yeah. But just keep Joe seated. Keep him, you know, you don't have to show him walking around. We get it. We, you know, the nation elected a, a 90-year-old man, for God's sakes. Sit down. Don't mess with the brain more than has already been messed with. Yeah, we're in a... We're kind of in that laughing stock stage of a nation where we're like, oh boy, can we get one that's not like just wildly embarrassing? Can we get one? That tumble was hilarious. And I've done it. I've tried to put my – that's why I can't ride with clips. I don't like those cages. Yeah. No, the cages are easy, but the clips are a, a nightmare for me. Some people love them, but when you clip into your pedals, I've I've trying to practice in my front yard riding with clips and getting out of them. And I remember just coming to a stop, and both of them were locked, and I just looked at the guy I was with. I'm like, going over, Scott. He's like, what? I'm like, I don't know how to get out of these. And I just tipped over. You can't get your feet down. It's horrifying. Well, I'm, look at our friend Julie downstairs. Oh, she blew her leg up yeah. for the clips. Literally blew it up. Some old man sitting there on his bike, which is hilarious. Anyway, a lot of you are working today. Well, the ones listening are probably working. If you're, if you're up and you're not working today, what the f*** are you thinking? Jeez, Button. Uh, but the uh, yeah, you go back to bed if you don't have to work. It's Juneteenth. In honor of Juneteenth, we sleep in for crying out loud. That's what we would do if I didn't have to be here. That's what I'd be doing. Uh, but Juneteenth, I watched the thing this weekend. Uh, they were talking about Juneteenth, and this it was this kind of it was on the internet. This guy asking, I think it was at Central Park or maybe it was at Grant Park in Chicago. Uh, what does Juneteenth mean to you? And every white guy. Looked at like other people. Like, am I being trapped? Like, I couldn't tell who knew anything about it or if people were like, uh oh, Juneteenth. Uh, of all the people they asked, and it was a, obviously it was edited to where the comedy idea was no one knows what this is. Especially white people felt trapped. Uh, one black lady has been celebrating it her entire life, which is when the, you know, the, the federals, uh, federal government went into Galveston, Texas and told the last slaves, hey, it's, it's over. Two years after, it was over. So Juneteenth is a celebration of not the day this was signed, not the day this went into effect. was the uh, last group of slaves that we knew about were told, it's over. You guys can go home. And that was in Texas. Took a while to del- yeah. get the news delivered all the way around. One of the answers <clears throat> a, a an African-American gentleman had in this thing was hilarious, though, because they said, what does Juneteenth mean to you? And he goes, uh, don't mean sh- I get a day off. <laughs> and I'm like, that I think is the American way. And we can do it because it was a black guy that said it. He's like, yeah. But if you're working today, uh, it's because we haven't made it a federal, or we haven't signed on to make it a holiday. But a lot of companies According to the made poll, you change. It's one, one in four Americans still haven't heard of Juneteenth. Haven't heard of it. Yeah. Let alone know what it is. Correct. Like two and two and four probably are like, ah, it's the slaves thing. Like, they don't know the details. And it's a failing of the school system to not know. Uh, that's a pretty big deal, you'd think, in our American history to say, here's how, it, here's how it went down. But it was made a federal holiday last year. It's up to your company and the state you live in to decide whether they want to fund it. And I know a couple people who had to give up. One was Labor Day. Another was uh, – there was a, I think it was Labor Day on the other – the two the places two that choices. my friends have days off. They had Friday or Monday they got to choose which one to take, and they took Friday. One guy took Monday, but city stuff is closed today, but I don't think you're getting mail. 
Yeah, banks, yeah. everything, that kind of thing. They said 7% thought it was about black people gaining the right to vote. 5% said the signing of the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Nope. Which is the same thing. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. <laughs> it's crazy. Damn Whitey. Yeah. Well, and it isn't just Whitey. Because I was looking and there wasn't, there were, uh, I think, Puerto Rican people in this. It was very funny, though, because like what, the, and it was mainly because the guy said, watch their faces. They, it's, they, they, they feel like they're about to get canceled. And you could see it in their eyes. Like, what does Juneteenth mean to you? And the guy just looking around like, I'm not saying anything in case I'm wrong. If you say something wrong, you're done forever. And you, you feel like it's a trap, but it's not. It actually would be one of our better holidays. It's not, uh, you know, a bloody nightmare like all our other holidays are. Our, our holidays are mostly built in gore and nightmarish blood outside of Christmas and stuff. The rest are just horrible. So anyway, happy Juneteenth, everybody. You're working. And I I am too. So we're all in. And I saw another thing. And this one was equally hilarious. I'm finding all the news stories that are supposed to be touching or they're all hilarious. The Do you see the Alaska Airlines Pride plane? No. No. So for Pride Month, they've decorated a plane. It's, it's a big gay plane. And I'm like, all right. We are being beaten over the head with it a little bit. It's a certain. I got into a discussion with a guy on email. It was very respectful, and he was great. Uh, back and forth about you know the Buzz Lightyear gay kiss, and I'm like, I'm not against the gay kiss. I'm against being told it it's great, and and whether or not it's got to be in the movie. If there's just a gratuitous nude scene, if there was a sex scene in Schindler's List, like that was just filthy. Yeah, you'd be like, this is unnecessary. And if going into Schindler's List, people were telling me it's so important to see the Jews having sex. It's just so important. It helps the storyline. It, it, it helps them along. It's just so important that the Jews are having sex. I'd be like, that's unnecessary. And, the, and in fairness, this guy made a great point because he said uh, it wasn't like Disney was pushing the gay kiss. When it got banned by people is when people are like, yes, there's a gay kiss in it. And it wasn't like they were promoting it that way. But it does feel like the argument I have towards it is like I don't – and I think I'm with most everybody. I don't give a – about a gay kiss in a movie, a cartoon, or anything else. I just don't want to be told that it's so important to the movie. If it doesn't fit in the movie, I'm going to say something. I'm like, well, that was unnecessary. That seemed like pandering. It seems like you're yeah. telling me I have to like this or I'm a bigot, and I'm not. So I, I'll tell you right now that it's if it doesn't fit in the movie, it's stupid, and it's not important. It's never important. I've seen gay people kiss. I don't need gay cartoons kissing to tell me how important it is. And representation and all that stuff's great. But if it's being forced down your throat and then everybody, like after it happens, they look at you like your reaction matters. You don't have to like it. That's basically what I'm saying. It's one of those things where if, if you don't if you don't like it, it doesn't mean you hate every person that's gay. And that's kind of how it's framed to me. The gay plane in Alaska Airlines was funny because, you know, everybody, I saw an article in the paper after there was a, one of the stewardesses gets on and we just wanted to let everyone on the plane know you're about to be part of a very special moment. Here in the Pride Plane in Alaska, and one guy in the plane's like, "What? Pride Plane? This is a gay plane? What's that mean?" 
Uh, and then she goes, uh, but we're going to have a, a, a really great moment. I'd like to have the pilot come out for a second. And then a girl pilot came out, which first off, that makes me a little nervous anyway. Uh, and you're, you know, you're heading off to Anchorage. And the girl pilot comes out and the stewardess hits a knee. I'm sorry, flight attendant hits a knee and uh, proposes gay marriage to the pilot. And, wow. Uh, I know. I'm on the gay plane. But I mean, you're, you didn't know. And they're talking to people as they're getting off the plane on the thing. Oh, it was, it was great. Good for them. Good for them. And then one guy goes, I didn't know there were gay planes. <laughs> and he just moves on. And I'm like, ah. It was like Alaska's news coverage. Oh, it was hilarious. Because people, are, it does feel like you're just being drubbed over the head constantly with like, see, like it or else. And I think that's the big argument. Me and the guy that we're talking on, his last uh, email to me was classic because he goes, you know what? I, I'm just tired. And he was like saying, why can't it be representation? I'm like, I'm all for representation. But at a certain point, stop telling me that Buzz Lightyear has to have lesbians in it in order to be a functional film. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And if it does, great. Make it part of the story. Don't just throw it in there. Because if it's shoehorned in, we'll feel it and we don't like I see it. That immediate part. reaction. Like, is that necessary or... If it's part of the story, I get it. If it's a love story and then amongst it and it's like integral to the deal. I listen to this, listen to what I'm about to say. There have been movies, listen to me say this, you're gonna Mm. be blown away. There have been movies where I'm like, Well, that nudity was unnecessary. Well what? Yeah. It's never not unnecessary. Like Precious? The movie Precious is fantastic. There's a couple of shots in there of Monique. Unshaven, that I'm like, well, I, I could have gotten, I could have, I could have done without that. <laughs> but giant hairy people, because she was unshaven on purpose, need to be represented too. But we don't need to see. That. Nobody needs to see it all. We don't need to see it all. Leave a little to the imagination. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Again, the representation part was: look at me and love it, or else. Yeah. And if you're like, I think it's disgusting. All of a sudden, you were a shamer, and every you you didn't have the right to not like it. Because they took away your right to say this is gross. You know what? Who uh, lost all the jobs that I didn't even realize? Uh, uh, the people who used to critique clothes, like the like Blackwell. Remember the Doctor? What's Mister Blackwell's list of people? And they'd go into the Oscars, and you'd have a yeah, best and the- worst dressed. They don't do that anymore. They can't do worse dressed. No. And I'm like, that's weird. We can't have tastes. We can't it's have cool. it's shaming. Yeah, it's- we can't have a fashion icon say this didn't hit the mark. This did. Which it was kind of mean, but it was hilarious, and it was a lot of money involved. And Joan Rivers had an entire television show after award shows based on who wore what and how they looked and everything else. So it was, it's See, kind of a strange, uh, like disappearing act. And the reason I bring that up is because uh, that lady that won Jeopardy that used to be a man, remember that? Yeah. She threw out the first pitch. Oh, ski mask is here. I gotta get she must. Uh, she must thought we had the day off around here. First couple minutes. Take so Mark it down. We'll keep up. For time. He's very sick, but not out of the car. He's hit the Starbucks. It's better. Starbucks shouldn't have had a line this morning. Wouldn't think. Less people out. And yes, there is a Starbucks in hand. There. No. I had to pull over and get that Starbucks. 602. Should be in the studio by 605. Get started soon. <laughs> anyway, they showed this lady. And uh, look, I'm all for your trans stuff. But trans people uh, need friends to let them know not to wear rainbow bright outfits when they're 6'2 
you know, 225, uh, it just doesn't, certain things still don't look right. Just because you want to be a woman doesn't mean you have the rights to all the outfits. She looked ridiculous, and that just told me she doesn't have a friend that will be honest with her. And that's what we're losing with all this stuff is an honest friend that goes, the rainbow skirt and the Giants jersey, you're going to get made fun of. <laughs> People aren't going to embrace this. I am, my, my freak flag is flying. Yeah, I don't think you want that to fly that high. I said they wouldn't Let's show it either. They were trying to accuse you. I'm like, they don't really show first pitches right. to begin well, with. Well, they picked out two or three times they have shown first pitch. Like Kurt Busch threw one out, and they were like, oh, Kurt Busch gets TV time. Well, Kurt Busch also was, at the time, was on Fox when they were NASCAR heavy. So it was cross-promotion to something else they were doing. Uh, the lady Usually it's an after clip, like, you know, 50 cents. Sometimes, yeah, well, when he screws yeah. up. Yeah. But when you throw out the first pitch, if you have a TV show on Fox and the game's on Fox – they're going to talk about it. Yeah. She's just the Jeopardy champ. They're like, yeah, if we get to it, we will. But, of course, then again, because they didn't, they hate all trans people. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you can't win. Now the other but that outfit she had on, somebody has to say something to Amy. Because uh, she's, she's not getting how to – the whole I'm a woman thing, sure, go for it. But you're shopping in the giant kids section. I don't know what the hell that outfit was. It's craziness. And that's what we need. We need friends to tell us when we're dressed wrong. That's a that's a good friend. Will tell you, wow the uh, the fuchsia pants and the uh, I don't know what you're wearing there, and then your Drago shirt, and you've got a you know I don't know what's going on, but I need to tell you, you can't go out like that. You would tell your daughter you can't go out like that, right? Yeah, yeah. People need that's what good parents and good friends do. I'm not going. My friend Mark, I went to his house to go to the Suns game. And he had this shirt and pants that w- everything was too big. And I looked, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, what? And I'm like, you're, I don't know, when did you start a rap group? Like, your pants are gigantic. And he goes, I know, these are like, I, I thought they were too big. Kristen says they're good. I'm like, she's just covering up how fat you've gotten, Mark. Go put a pair of regular pants on. You look bigger in those. And his shirt had this terrible artwork on the front. I'm like, I don't know what. He goes, I didn't like it either. I'm like, what? Is somebody dressing you? Go change your clothes. And that's what good friends do. And he goes, thank you for that. Because I, I was going to leave the house dressed like an idiot. I'm like, you were in the house dressed like an idiot. I helped you. Good friends do that. I had a lady tell me at Tactical Black. She goes, uh, love the show, love everything you're doing. Lose the nursing shoes. I'm like, what? And she goes, I don't like white shoes. And I'm like, oh, I had a pair of, not this time, but last time. I had a pair of white tennis shoes on. She goes, lose the nursing shoes, though. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And those shoes sit on my shelf now. I'm like, I better not wear those anymore. She, <laughs> it takes she, one person. It's all it takes. Yeah. Like, maybe she's right. Maybe those are kind of too white. Silly. Good friends tell each other when they look stupid. Horry County, South Carolina, the city council. This is another pride story. They voted for Pride Month. Then uh, after it was passed, it was happening, they heard a little feedback from the people that live there. I'm like, what? This is what Pride Month is? <laughs> oh, they didn't, they didn't know. really know. <laughs> they thought so it was they for said, lions? Immediately, we are not doing Pride Month. Right. Oh, they turned away. They rescinded the approval. And so that catches the, uh, you know, new CNN. And, sure. They all hate um, gay. But they're, you know, so the guy, <laughs> the quote that the guy says, it's like, I personally don't think that councils should be doing any kind of thing like that. It doesn't matter whether it's gay months or Confederate months or Juneteenth or whatever. Yeah. It's not my job to set aside those dates. Those are for state and federal holidays. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's, I don't know where you win 
I don't know anybody's wins here. If you vote for it, uh, you're going to piss half the world off. If you don't vote for it, you're going to piss the other half off. I don't know. I just, just don't dress like a moron. That's basically all it comes down to. Blend in a little bit. Try to blend in. Why would I blend in? Yeah, because you're going to stand out and you look like an idiot. You're throwing <laughs> off the first pitch in that Giants thing in that rainbow dress. You look like a moron. That's what we can all agree on when people look stupid. I don't care what your choices in life are, but clothing is like something we can still make fun of, right? Like that dude's dressed like a moron. Absolutely. Yeah. Some people do it on purpose, too. Sure. Because they have no personality, usually. That's usually what it means is when you're, when you're dressed like a giant uh, you know, strobe light, it's because you don't have much to back it up. You just—it's you want to be noticed. You, yeah, but you don't know how to do it as a person. You know, you only know how to do it as an idiot. And what I notice is a person I want to avoid because they like to draw attention to themselves in the wrong way, and that usually is really annoying. Like the guy who gets real loud at movies, or the guy who gets uh, like jokes around too much in public settings, and you're like, "All right, calm down. Just the jokes are within us. The other tables don't need to hear us." It's crazy. We've lost our minds. But I didn't know that planes could be gay. And Alaska Airlines has a specific gay plane. Yeah, I see that video of that guy. Yeah, he was great. You know, planes could be gay. <laughs> <laughs> they sure can, though. Anyway, that's exactly right, Brady. That's exactly right. Uh, it's 608. Uh, let's get ourselves a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together for all us worker bees here on Juneteenth. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.